The following is a production of WEGL 91.1 FM. That ball is gone. It's a walk-off home run for Stephen Williams. WEGL Sports. The Tigers are headed to the College World Series. Where every touchdown of Game. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Lives. And welcome inside the Extra Point here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WEGLFM.com. Hello, everybody. Jared Dillard and joining me for wherever it may be is Alex Houston, Davis Carroll, Jack Hart, and Amanda Warren. Alex, we'll start with you uh, because I need you to get your energy up. How are you doing this fine morning? You know, actually, I'm doing pretty good. You know, Don't lie to me. What? Don't lie to me. I mean, I am. I'm tired, but I'm still doing good. You know, it could be worse. That's always the mentality, right? And, uh, you know, the aftermath of the Haskins benching has led to a lot more coming out about it. And Alex Smith could very reasonably play. So that's kind of exciting, but also terrifying at the same time. So, you know, we're just living. Davis, what you eating? Bagel. How are you doing this morning? I'm so tired, dude. (laughs) Why? What happened last night? I fell asleep at like one o'clock. I mean, that's it. Did, were you playing Call of Duty too much last night or something? I played Call of Duty till like eleven thirty, and then I couldn't fall asleep. So, all right, Jack, how about you? How are you doing this fine morning? Great, Jared. I'm getting some fluids in me. All right. Are you are you still sick? Are are you okay? I'm. Take your pick, Jared. I'll make it. I'll make All it. right. Okay. And finally, Amanda, long time no see. How are you doing this fine morning? No, I am good. I am. I think I'm more chipper, more awake than everyone else. It seems like. Um. Yeah. Yeah. These these grounds by the cold realities of the real world. <laughs> but it's good to see y'all's faces. Well, uh, Jack, I want you to know that. In order for Amanda to be on the show, she asked, "Is Jack going to be there?" So, thank you for putting your putting your your body on the line, injecting those fluids, and taking those medicine cocktails to make sure that you can make it here. All those things, I assume. I have no idea those are actually happening. Just drink out of my legal water bottle at present. So we'll we'll see if it gets to that point. All right, we'll have we'll have the medics on standby, but. Welcome to that extra point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. For today's show, opening up with the NFL and Thursday Night Football, moving on to MLB Playoffs, NBA Finals tomorrow, and then into our Pick'em NFL first, and then college football. So we'll go ahead and get started, as Davis and Jack have already left at this point. Oh, there's Davis again. Oh. And uh, we'll start with the NFL. So let's talk about this Tennessee Titans dilemma that's happened. So it's come out recently that the Tennessee Titans had players, or let me rephrase that. The Titans didn't have players, but players for the Tennessee Titans went and practiced at a local high school and kind of breaking NFL guidelines saying that they should quarantine and 
and they shouldn't be gathering, you know, that's why they shouldn't have facilities and stuff like that. And because of that, uh, there are more positive tests popping up, even to the point of uh, Ian Rappaport uh, a couple of minutes ago saying that the Titans can't reopen its facilities after two positive additional tests and that Bill's Titans game is in doubt. There was a report yesterday talking about how the penalties for the Titans could be severe. We've heard the NFL talking about taking a strong stance against stuff like this. We don't know exactly what they're thinking as far as uh, penalties go, but we do know that they have floated around heavy, heavy fines, draft picks, etc. Where where did this Titans story go now that uh, we found out that a couple of players kind of broke quarantine? I have a question. Yes, Amanda. Was it like linked to the players practicing at the high school? Like, was that confirmed that they got it from there as well, or not got it there? I know it didn't start there, but that. But it it spread there. It spread there. Has that been confirmed, or is that just a guess? Uh, I don't think they've confirmed it yet. It's just that it seemed like a reckless thing to do when you yeah. should be, you know, not doing that. Right, right, right. It's like uh, all the coaches that don't wear masks at the game and got fined, they didn't give anybody COVID. They got fined for not wearing the mask. So I think the same thing is probably going to apply. And, I mean, they find what, the team's $250,000 for the coaches not wearing masks at the game. So for this, considering the Titans already have an outbreak going on, I mean, what, do you triple the fine? Do you take away a third-round draft pick or something like that? I mean, Possibly. Now, don't get me wrong. If it was the Patriots, Roger Goodell would take away all seven of their draft picks. But since it's, you know, not the Patriots and not Bill Belichick, he'll probably just, you know, let it happen. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that, uh, to see if these positive tests came from that workout. And I'll be continuing to work on that. But, uh, Davis, what's your take on the Tennessee Titans situation uh, as of right now? I think he fell asleep fall asleep Alex I'm not that tired come um, on Davis wake up I'm just trying to form a coherent thought come back to me what? <laughs> all right Jack what's your take on the Tennessee Titans COVID situation well we're running into the situation where the margin of error for, for the NFL season in terms of missing a game was probably just one game and that already happened to the Titans I guess week four missing that Steelers game I believe they got scheduled a week seven so when you have that reschedule, uh, it, it fills up your bye week. First of all, that's a one safety concern. Now you're dealing with a situation where you miss another game. Well, there's nowhere to put that game. Um, so you're either going to have to be down a game, which um, I do not know how that would be handled, considering how tight the margin of error is. And it's not like the MLB where. Um, like we saw the Cardinals might have had to make up those games against the Tigers because of how tight the playoff race was. And the NFL, it's, it comes down to one game pretty much every year. So, especially when it comes to seeding. So, it, the Titans are going to have an unfair advantage one way or another uh, by playing one less game or even more or less games if it's, you know, they can get this thing under control. So, we're looking at a situation where every team has one chance to get it right and or to that kind of has one mulligan and it looks like the Titans have already burned theirs with and it doesn't look like they've made any strides to improve their situation so they're they're careening towards a situation where 
if, if the NFL doesn't make swift disciplinary action here, you could see this repeated over the league. And I don't want to impose a death penalty or anything on Tennessee, but I think, Jared, you know, as, as, as someone who's had to control classrooms, if you don't send a message to the first person misbehaving, it's going to keep persisting itself. It's true. You got you to gotta make an example out of somebody. That poor person, that poor sucker who's the first one, they gotta, they, you gotta, you gotta snap on when yeah. you're teaching. And it's very, very split down the middle because I'm looking at it right now, and you know, Tory Smith, former wide receiver for the Ravens, says the Titans should have, should have to take a loss and play next week because of their irresponsible actions. Meanwhile, Roger Saffold, who is a lineman for the Titans currently, says, "Quote: Guys don't just work out for fun. This is for their livelihood, their family, and their opportunity." Say what you want, but I'm standing up for my team always, even though that makes absolutely no sense. But you can work out individually, though, so I don't understand no. why you have to work out together. No, that, that's the thing is that that tweet makes absolutely no sense. It's just it's just him trying to, like, grandstand and be like, I'm with the team, which what they did was incorrect. There's not a positive to that. The, them working out together, despite the fact the NFL explicitly told them not to, and, you know, it's for their livelihood. No, playing the game is for their livelihood. Getting some practice that you probably don't really need. I don't know about that one. But, I mean, that's just – there's as you were talking about this, the quote that you can imagine is the play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Because, I mean, that's just what it seems like. You know, if you're going to do – That's a Taylor Swift quote. I just wanted one to I mean, um, be aware of that. Wait, yeah. I see that been wrong. We, Wait, we, what? Let it be noted that we were nine minutes and 45 seconds in, and then we got a Taylor Swift quote. I just. That's not where I thought that was going. Hey. That, I've never heard that from her. I've just heard that said before. You usually okay, get... that's like a well, a well known phrase. Yeah, that's that's what I, where I've heard it, which is why it just came to mind. Like It's also Taylor Swift's lyric. It's in... Well, dang. I guess I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I don't know. But... You're not a T Swift fan already? <laughs> Bro. Where have you been? That's fair. That's fair. You got me, Jared. You got me. Um, I mean, it's just like people are saying they should forfeit the game because of it, and I I'm hard pressed to say no to that because if you don't, then you've got two games to make up the the whole schedule out of whack. Because with the state of the AFC South and the fact that the Titans are a decent football team, yeah, you know, the division will probably be decided, or playoff spots that's expanded will be decided based on the Titans. So. If you get to the end of the season, you've got to wait two weeks for them to play games to play the playoffs, and everything else is thrown out of whack. And all because the Titans are stupid? No. Uh, Davis, are you able to form a coherent thought now? Uh, I think I might be able to. So uh, I, with the Titans thing, it just kind of shows how fragile this whole ecosystem was with the NFL. Uh, just They're just the first domino to fall. Other teams start. I started showing the symptoms. I started testing positives. So honestly – I think the NFL are going to try their best, but I don't think see it out of the realm of possibility that it just gets canceled if it keeps going downhill like this. Amanda? Uh, I kind of agree kind of what Jack was talking about. I think this shows sort of the flaws with how the NFL schedule is set up because just rescheduling, I don't know what teams it changed off the top of my head, but I know just bumping up their bye week um, like impacted, I think it was like three other teams. I know the Ravens' schedule got changed as well, and so it's and the Steelers now have an early bye week, so they got to run the gauntlet now. Of oh, I hope we don't have any any, any injuries. 
Yeah, and that's another thing, like the injury factor, which we've already seen, like week two was like the highest number of like ACL injuries like ever. And so we've already seen how this modified season has impacted just injuries, um, not even pertaining to Corona and all that stuff. But I, I don't think that they'll be able, I think they're going to have to like take that L or like forfeit or something. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to add another weekend, like towards the end or anything like that, or do kind of what the MLB did. And they did, correct me if I'm wrong guys, but didn't they do some sort of like, they did like shortened games or like a modified game. Like that was like the plan. And then they didn't end up needing to do that. For who? I don't know. They shortened the season itself, and then for the games, I think they added something at the end that could make it uh, wrap up quicker. So yeah, I think there was something where they like they weren't going to play like all nine innings or like something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, but, if it was a doubleheader, it was seven and seven, um, yeah. and then they had a, a runner on second in extras to try yeah. to end the game quicker. Okay, thank you, Jack. That's what I was referring to. You can't do that in the NFL. So Davis are. Uh, we'll see. Honestly, I'm curious that, if other teams are gonna, you know, like what the future is. I mean, I know everyone was upset in our fantasy league about have it have it all this impacted their lineups and stuff. Yeah, hopefully you don't have Corey Davis because he's on the COVID list now. Uh, um, Derek Henry by chance? No, as far as I know, well, I mean, at this point, nobody on Titans is gonna play. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, keep in mind, there is not, there is never, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, because I know you know this stat. There has never been a forfeit in NFL history, and there's only been one game that ended 2-0, and that was a 1938 game between the Bears and the Packers. Bears won two to nothing. Of course they did. Um, That's a Bears score if you ever. Heard I will one. say, I think that this is once again, you know, here's what happened. The entire situation can be explained as this: Roger Goodell sat at home. And he saw all the hatred that hate hatred, excuse me, that Rob Manfred was getting. He saw the NCAA getting negative PR by the thousands with the way they're handling the Big Ten. And Roger Goodell's like, wait a minute, I want to be the most hated commissioner in sports again. <laughs> so he decides to do absolutely nothing. Doesn't even modify the schedule, which you very easily could have done like an only divisional schedule, and then pick the division winners, and then you know maybe like had one or two teams. Because I think that would have worked out well. But no, they didn't do that. They didn't modify it. They didn't even do an only conference schedule. Money. They did absolutely nothing. Money. Sat on their hands, expected it all to just magically work out because the NFL is supreme. And what happened? It blew up in their face, and Roger Goodell will once again be the most hated commissioner in sports because that's what he deserves because he's also the worst. So, yeah. Was that Fair an interview, Jared? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I want a little bit more. Uh, you know, I'm over the top. I'm over the top, you know. I'm trying, Jared. I'm trying. Uh, let's move on to another story that came out yesterday where it was sources talked about how before Bill O'Brien was fired in Houston, and it seems like all the news... <laughs> yeah, that's about right. It seems like all the news that's been coming out of the NFL recently is in the AFC South because we're not <laughs> heading over to the Texans. Yeah. Before I mean, before Bill O'Brien was fired, apparently he had a heated exchange with J.J. Uh, Watt and defensive coordinator Anthony Weaver. And then, was it later that day or the next day, uh, he was fired? Yeah. Like, in practice, which I think I, res- I think I responded that that was the biggest defensive play that the Texans defense gotten all season. 
was just standing up to Bill O'Brien in practice and then getting him fired at that point. I mean, we have seen countless times that J.J. Watt is the de facto leader of the city of Houston. So it's true. I don't know why Bill O'Brien would mess with J.J. Watt because, I mean, I feel like J.J. Watt is that one thing where it's like, hey, Bill O'Brien, you can mess up the offense, trade every single player on the planet, but if you mess with J.J. Watt, you're gone. And, of course, also J.J. Watt probably has a right to yell at somebody for being terrible at their job because J.J. Watt is great at his. So I wonder where Bill O'Brien's going to go next. Uh, probably back to college football, to be quite honest. Ooh, what if uh, when McDaniels gets a job this offseason, Belichick's like, come on back? Maybe. He could go back. He could go back over to Belichick. I don't know. I mean, McDaniels is never going to leave, is he? Uh, I don't know. If it, I, don't, I don't know how many teams want him, to be quite honest. I mean, honest. but like, there's been those talks for like three years that teams were going after him and he just didn't leave. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Oh, no. When is the NFL's going to – when when are NFL execs and owners going to start waking up to the fact that Belichick protégés aren't really working out? Yeah, none of them have worked out, have they? I.e. Patricia. That yeah. clown. He's like he's like an inverted Nick Saban, isn't he? Pretty much. Like, name me one Belichick protege or somebody from the Belichick tree that has worked out well. Or has worked out at all, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to think. I will say it's very much the fact that um, the people that he has are happen to be great coordinators and they go elsewhere. Like, Romero Cornell's been the defensive coordinator for 10 years since he left New England. He's been a great one at that, mm-hmm. so that works out. I'm going to go look at the tree, though. Mike, v- Mike Vrabel and Brian Flores are both. Oh, the big, they're, they're the big ones. But even even Vrabel, we have a small sample size, and Flores has an even smaller sample size. I mean, mm-hmm. here... Okay, so here's the list of uh, the, the Belichick coaching tree that's in the NFL right now. Uh... <laughs> Bill O'Brien, Houston, gone. Uh, Matt Patricia, Detroit. Uh, Charlie Weiss, which was Notre Dame in Kansas. We already know how that went. Uh, Romeo Cornell. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Eric Mangini. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, and uh, Cornell was also with the Browns. And Mangini, uh, Mangini was also with the Browns. Flores and Vrabel are the two big ones. Yeah. Uh, but Flores, he has a rebuild situation going on right now. That I mean, it looks like he has a competitive Miami Dolphins team. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the next couple of years. Vrabel is the, the big one, right, that's had success. However, his team is currently in quarantine. Uh, so maybe there's a Belichick curse going on. I don't know. But uh, they haven't okay. fared well. I have a concept. Belichick just sends his assistants out to the league to just tank teams to make his job easier. I mean, it work. I need a little bit more evidence on that. I mean, Saban is undefeated against his assistants. So I need a forty-five page running theory on that, and I need you to present it to me on the show, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, Jared, you would so love if I just talked about a paper that was that would take the whole show. And you you want that? Yeah. Okay. 
If you All put right, if, if you put the if you put in the effort from forty five pages of a running theory that Bill Belichick is intentionally ruining the league by sending out his disciples to tank, I will give you the airtime to do that. I, I mean, will make an extra point special for it. I can't guarantee forty five pages, but I'll No, I want forty five pages. Jared. You better you better learn how to fluff. Like every oh, other just, college student just, knows just, how to. Like Eighteen point font, double spaced. I got it. But that's kind of the that's kind of the thing is NFL. Yes, Amanda. I say you got to make the periods bigger too. Yes, you do. Learn how to fluff. Okay. I'll try. I I, I can't remember for the life of me what your major is, but learn how to fluff. Journalism, Jared. Which is journalist writing is anti-fluff, so not sure how helpful that will be. Fluff. Okay, just understand that. Tonight is Thursday night football between the Bears. And the Buccaneers. I believe that game is in Chicago. Tom Brady taking on Nick Foles. Uh, two guys that have had some history in big time games. Nick Foles is coming off of uh, taking over Mitchell Trubisky's job. Obviously, he didn't have a great time against Indianapolis last week. But uh, he looks at rebound against his Buccaneers team. That saw a resurgence in the second half against the LA Chargers. Where Tom Brady... Uh, Wound it back time and looked like he was the Tom Brady of young. Uh, so this is a, a big game on Thursday Night Football. One of the better Thursday Night Football games. And Amanda, I'll let you start it off. What's kind of the, the big keys that you're looking forward to in this game? Um, I'm excited to see, like, the the Bears have a pretty good wide receiving core. So I'm excited to see how they continue to improve um, with, not with Trubisky anymore. Also biased because I do have... Um, Bears wide receiver my fantasy team but I think the Bucks have a ton of injuries and although Brady did play well um, I mean like you said I think it's going to be a good Thursday night football game but I think the Bears I'm, I'm feeling the Bears I don't know why I think I'm biased because of my fantasy team but the Bucks just have a bunch of injuries so we'll see the Bears uh, are three and a half point dogs at home uh, which you know five and a half you know, spread uh, when you take away the home field advantage. So, I mean, the game's relatively in their in their grasp, and the Buccaneers' defense hasn't been uh, the best at times. We, we've definitely seen their defense re- regress at certain points. Talking about some injuries for the Buccaneers, LaShawn McCoy, out. Mike Evans, questionable. Leonard Fournette, doubtful. Justin Watson, wide receiver, out. Scotty Miller, wide receiver, questionable. Uh, while for the Bears, uh, Dion Bush safety he's out, Sherrick uh McManus safety he's doubtful, and Darnell Mooney a wide receiver is questionable. So you definitely see a bigger impact on the Buccaneers than you do the Bears when it comes to injuries. Alex, Buccaneers Bears tonight. Yeah, what about? Oh my God, Alex! Come no, on, I mean, Alex. No, I mean, no, I, guys, I've been paying attention. I'm just like, I don't believe that. Yeah, what yeah, about? I, I know because I, I know what I mean. So talking about all the injuries and you know the bias because the fantasy team. But I mean, honestly, if you ask me who I picked, um, no, I'm not asking you who you picked. That's for the next hour. Oh, so I so you're just asking me to evaluate the game in general. Yes, like okay, I always I mean, do. You know, it's tough to trust the Bears because there is that weird stat that, like, Nick Foles has not won a game as a starter for the Bears or, like, something like that. Like, he's, like, 0-4 in his last game as a starter and Mitch Trubisky's 4-1. So, it's, like, 
why would you bench Trubisky? And then it's like, hmm, that's weird. And I think he's bad. I mean, I mean, no, yeah. Here's the thing is with Trubisky is it's weird because he's bad, but he kind of wins games, if you know what I'm saying. Like he's he's very much like a quarterback that ugh, I'm trying to think of a good one to compare it to. Like Rex Grossman. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say him or McMahon. Both Bears quarterbacks who were not great, but they didn't really lose you a lot of games either. I mean, to be fair to Rex Grossman, he did get to Super Bowl. Yeah. God knows how he did it, but he got there. I mean, they had one of the best defenses ever. They had Devin Hester carrying and uh what's his name? Cedric Benson, who was very, very good. Um I mean, I do think Brady's gonna, you know, come back with a vengeance because Dude does take things personally, to quote the Last Dance documentary. Um, so, I just, even with all the injuries, I feel like the Bucks are just, and the Bears just spend a lot of their time getting in their own way, and they just find ways to not win games lately. So, Fair. I think Bucks with Brady, and coming off last week's great game, despite the fact that they started off pretty poorly. Dave, so um, you doing homework? No. What are you doing? Investigative journalism. Huh? He's looking into this bear situation. What are you looking into? It's about Auburn. I, you know, I can't read. Uh, I doubt it's you. It's, for, it's about Auburn. It's about Auburn, Arkansas. Okay, okay. You're, you're going to bring the heat? Yeah, sure. That's what it's for. Okay. Jack... Thursday Night Football, Bears, Buccaneers. I mean, what are you looking forward to in this game? I'm I'm very skeptical about the Bears' offense, considering last week against – I mean, you'll agree that the Colts aren't exactly world beaters this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Hey, we have the number one defense right now. Well, Yeah, we do. Number one ranked defense. Nice. We are are number one in passing – defensive passing and number one overall. Well, I guess, I guess I could be wrong here then, but I, I do know that the Colts have played the likes of Kirk Cousins and the Jaguars. Oh, yeah, the, the, the people we play is not good. I just so, I, need, I need to hold I need to hold up the Colts defense as, as long as I can okay. before it comes crashing but, I mean, down. That's something to consider here, especially when you're dealing with a, an offense as poor as the Bears has been. Uh, last week's game against the Colts, the Bears had pretty much just – one field goal, and then they had a touchdown in garbage time. Didn't really matter, but um, I'm really worried. And, and considering how 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 hard the Bucks fought last Sunday um, to come back, to bounce back from a pick six like they had against um, against Los Angeles, I think it, it, it this is going to be a very tough for me to see the Bears in this game at all, considering not only – even if the Bears do make a, a big difference to play, it, it seems like Tom Brady is, is, is becoming immune to that mentally. He's not getting battled. He's not getting in a mental funk. And I, I just – even even if the Bears are able to control Tom Brady and make this a manageable game, say, say, say the Bucks only score 28, I – even 20, I don't see the Bears being able to catch up to that. Um, just, I think it'll be a good game on the defensive side of the ball, but I, I don't see the uh, the Bears with the ability to advance it enough to make this an interesting game. But um, I'd like to be proven wrong. I was last week with a 
the Jets was being being very entertaining despite being uh, a bit of a mess. But that's what Thursday night games are for. Yeah, Thursday night games are the experiments you want to see uh, also, in, the, in the lab. Um, I will say, are the Bears the worst three and one team in the league? Uh, against the Lions, Falcons, and the Giants. Not to mention that, that win. Each of those wins was by only four points. Yeah, they kind of pulled it together in the fourth quarter. Yeah, both, they pulled together in the fourth quarter against three of the worst teams in football yeah. by far. And both of the Lions, both the Lions and the Falcons game are probably should have been losses, considering either one DeAndre Swift dropped and one Falcons going to Falcons away from. Two losses on the scores for her. Poor Falcons. I feel bad for them. I mean, I know. Yeah, I feel Falcons. bad for them because the end of this year will lead to Dan Quinn finally being they fired. Fired Dan Quinn, and this was happening. I might feel bad for them. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Hmm. It looks like it's going to do it uh, for the NFL, at least for now. But I will say that uh, I'm only bringing this up because I know we like to make fun of them, even though it hurts a little bit. The Cowboys are getting back Randy Gregory, linebacker uh, Van Der Esch, and cornerback Anthony Brown over the next few weeks. Hopefully that Cowboys team is getting some defensive help because uh, it's not been good. Uh, I mean, I'm really... They're so bad on defense. Amanda, resident Cowboys fan, how are the Cowboys doing this year? Uh, we should be 0-4, which is, like, scary to think about. But, um, yeah, the defense, I just, like, don't really know what's happening. And we have some injuries, but we can't blame it all on injuries. Like, at least what from I saw from, like, the Browns game, this is going to sound super, like, coachy and stuff. But it just – I don't see, like, a lot of effort, which is, like, kind of concerning. Like, I don't – I don't know. I just – I don't like what I see. Um offense is just going through some like growing pains we're kind of like we're just doing like we're I think we only run the ball like 30% of the time now which is like weird um so everyone kind of gets lost in like Dak's crazy stats because we're throwing it so much but Cowboys are like playing from behind like the whole game which is not good for us um but I don't really know what's happening with the defense and that needs to be fixed ASAP but luckily we have some easier games coming up. Um, so hopefully we'll have to figure it out, especially against the Giants. And that is against our old friend Jason Garrett. So that will be a cute little storyline. Um, Jason Garrett about to get these hands. <laughs> but yes, um, I was pretty I – w- everyone was very excited about this season. A lot of things to look forward to. And then oh no, kind of breaking our hearts over here. I will say I would. Um, I, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize the Cowboys play Washington in a couple of weeks. I don't uh, know if I'll be able to handle yeah. that. That game's gonna be awful because that may be the one game that makes the Cowboys defense look good because Washington will score like six points. <laughs> Terrible. Depends on the quarterback might, at that point. That game might be for first place in the division. That's true. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, but I think there's this. So there's this clip that was released after the game on Sunday where Emmanuel Acho, uh, he goes and he breaks down the Odell Beckham Jr. jet sweep touchdown that iced the game. Mm-hmm. And I would really recommend everybody watching that clip because you'll see one of the linebackers has an angle on Odell Beckham and just runs right in front of him. Like he just runs by him. Like he's running to tackle him and he just, 
he just hits an offensive lineman and then falls over. And it makes no sense what why that happened. And then Jalen Smith is like jogging a bit and then he decides to start running. I'm not really sure what's going on, but I feel like that perfectly sums it all up. It's called tanking. I mean, don't get me wrong. What if, what, hey, Jerry Jones is like, I don't want to pay Dak, so tank for Trevor. Is that a thing? Then you have to pay Trevor. Well, yeah, but you'd pay Trevor less. Well, not eventually. Contract versus $30 million. Tanking. I'm just saying. It exists. I've Thank done it. I know how it and works. The turnovers, the turnovers are bad too. It's true. Um, they got butterfingers. They have to fix that. And then I also think, uh, sorry, I just like two thoughts popped in my head because we're like running the ball less. Like the um, the defense is on the field like way more, and so like we're not like controlling the game, controlling the pace, controlling the clock. I feel like as much as we used to, which I'm is just, yeah. That's okay, Amanda. We barely get two thoughts out of Davis the whole show. So the fact yeah. that we're two, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say my name or something? I need you. I need you to wake up. Like, let's go. Oh my god! Come Davis, on. This is why you don't stay up till one in the morning if you got a show the next day. Getting up. Unless you're Jared. He's getting up. I don't know what he's doing, Goodness. but he's getting up. Let's move over to MLB playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> As a the A's survived, thank goodness. I thought I had to deal with the Astros reaching the ALCS. I, I don't want that. I'm going to survive another game, though. They probably won't, to be quite honest. I mean, I think the, 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 that water and milk. What are you drinking? Soylent. Ah, oh, is that Milo's lemonade? That stuff is so good. Out of the Out jug? Of the jug? You monster. I, I want oh, this is dirty, Jared. I think before we move on, I just need to inform everybody. Um, I went to KFC last night to celebrate a special occasion. And um, at KFC, you can now purchase a half gallon of any drink on the menu for $3. A half gallon? <laughs> okay, so am I going to KFC? It, it comes advertised. You, you know when you get, like, you're at, like, an event that's having, like, breakfast catered? And it has like coffee in those bags and those cardboard boxes. Yes. So it, it's advertised as coming in one of those, but I guess they ran out because I ordered the half gallon of Pepsi and then the guy took a, a half gallon jug, like you get like buttermilk in, and like stuck it up under the soda fountain. <laughs> and by the time I got home, the, the carbonation had, had like blimped it out to the point where it wouldn't even stand up on its own. <laughs> That Casey, Casey's wild right now. That was the drink that you ordered a half gallon of. (laughs) I couldn't get something moosh because I I wasn't going to drink it all by myself, so I had to get something everyone could enjoy. Amanda's asking the right questions though. Like that's not on the top of my list. Pepsi, (laughs) Pepsi is better than Dr Pepper. We'll 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 put that up there. You did not just say that, Jared. That is no, 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 no. no. Y'all already, y'all already know how I feel about Dr Pepper. If you Wait, are the official, if you are the official soft drink of the Big Twelve and the product that they put out, you deserve to be trashed. I don't care what you think. Okay, that's a little harsh, Jared. No, it's not. Oh, Look, Doctor Pepper ain't that good. If he, yeah. if Doctor Pepper was that good, show me the doctorate. That's all I'm saying. Jack, is Jack super into Diet Coke or Doctor Pepper? Jack, what's your soda drink? Is it Doctor Pepper? I actually have a case of both uh, right by my feet right now, but I, I'm I'm more partial to Diet Coke at present. Jack, have yeah. you ever tried RC Cola? I I enjoy an RC Cola. Um, it's a bit too sweet for me. That's fair. Look, I'm just saying, 
So I'll, 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 I'll see y'all all at KFC is what I'm I'm hearing. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you at KFC. Yeah, at the Colonel. Those hey, Dr. Pepper ads are funny. The Fansville ones. Okay, I, think... I mean, yeah, th- th- those are decent. But the drink um, itself, I'm not a sadist. I'm not going to drink that. I'm to like Fansville because yes. Fansville means they had to kill Larry Culpepper. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Rest in peace, oh my, my homies. I'm just saying, Larry Culpepper was easily the best of... Um... I mean, remember, they, they had, like, a chance to, like, the whole season of Fansville last year was building up to Big Fan and all that, and, like, why wasn't it Larry Culpepper? Because they just abandoned, they abandoned our man Larry. They just, I don't know. They just bury legends, I guess. Another reason to hate Dr. Pepper. Jared, can you can you tell us why? What is, is it like the taste of it, or is it just the Big Twelve thing? Both. The taste of it's not that good. I know uh, most people think that, that if you don't like it, it's because it has like a medicine taste to it. It tastes kind of like pasta. Yeah, it really yeah. does. That's why it's called Doctor Pepper. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Jared, what what's your go to drink then? Are Are we really about to have this conversation right now? I mean, you want to slander Dr. Pepper, so we're going to have to ask that. You is, and everybody you know know that my favorite drink is Sprite. I need to put this right here like a press conference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there like you go. With the code. You know, if I, had, if I had the opportunity to get the extra point sponsored by any soft drink, it would be Sprite. And none of you would have any say in it at all. You would just have the LeBron want a Sprite cranberry in the intro. Just yes, like exactly. Sprite. Yeah, I would do that. Why wouldn't I? Try one of those. I've never had a Sprite um, cranberry. It sounds good. Hard to get your hands on. I mean, I haven't had one either, but all I know is if I had I opportunity can... to be sponsored by a soft drink, it would hey, be Sprite 100%. If, it, if, it, if it's the thirstiest time of the year, I think it's it's time for a Sprite. First candy. of all, let's be clear. <laughs> if we could be sponsored by any soda, the soda would always be Mr. Pibb. Like, what are y'all doing? Alex, get out of my face with that mess. Do you drink Mr. Pill? Gel cell and bust your teeth in. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Wait, does the SEC have an official drink? If you said Dr. Pepper is the official drink of the Big 12? I I would assume Coca-Cola. But I thought there was the there was the Dr Pepper halftime thing. I thought that was Dr Pepper. That's that's at every conference. The 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 tuition giveaway. That's at every conference championship. Okay, never mind then. I'm I'm gonna Google it then. SEC. I don't think the SEC has one. Uh, I know. I'm looking into it. I know each individual team has one. I believe. I'm on SEC.gov. I know Auburn's. I know Auburn's Coca Cola. I think Alabama's Coca Cola too. Wrong SEC. Uh, this is good stuff. A's survived. Rich. Excuse me. Farm Rich is an official sponsor of the SEC. Yeah, so is what regions? Sending some fire mozzarella sticks. I'll tell you that. Um, uh, are, are, are we done with product placements yet? I mean, if you think we can get some more in there, might as well go ahead. Chew, chew uh, delicious extra gum. Long that, that is the best gum, objectively. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What's better, J- Jared? Five like, gum. Nicotine gum. Yeah, uh, Wrigley's is easily the best. I don't know what y'all talking about here. Alex, like- it, it, if you have one more bad take, I promise you, I will seal Team Six into your room. 
All right, Jared, I'm gonna have to join you on that because I just told him I was gonna cave his teeth in. Jared's like, Alex, you can't, you can't say you know bad things on the air, and then Jared's like, I will kill you. Alex, I said, still team six into the room. I didn't say what I would do when I got there. Jared, there's implications. Implications of that. I'm gonna also, try. I'm gonna try you. Disgusting sweatshirt. What? Excuse me. Face out the camera. We won't see all that. I can see all your bullshit. No, I do what I want. I'm a man. I'm 40. I do what I want. Gundy. Okay. Can we get the MLB playoffs and at least get through that before Amanda has to go and probably yeah. now? The Astros lost. Astros. I can't stand them. I mean. Jared, what are you more upset about? The fact that the Astros might win the series or the fact that the Yankees are going to lose? Astros, to be quite honest. That's fair. Look, I mean, to be fair, my team is already eliminated. The Cardinals are gone. The Yankees are a backup team that I like, I appreciate, I watch, but I'm not going to be heartbroken if they lose. You know what I'm saying? It's, ah, dang, Yankees lost. Oh, well, on to the Colts now. I mean that's just that's just how that is. De facto winners of the NFC South because the Titans can't play, the Texans don't have a coach, and the Jaguars are too busy doing Minshew magic all the way to a thirty and thirty-five loss every week. There you mm-hmm. go. So, a survive Yankees. They're now down two-one after the the Rays just ran up the score on them pretty much. Uh, hey, the Bravos, Jack, don't blink. They're there. They're not. They're they're knocking on the door. In over 20 years, defeat the Marlins in a playoff series. I'm just saying, the Braves, they're there. They got a game tonight, or today, really. And uh, before this day ends, I can say at least NLCS participants, Atlanta Braves. I'm knocking on wood for all the Braves fans, okay? Uh, but that's that's exciting because that's 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 new blood in the in the in the championship series, right? <laughs> that you know I'll forego the Yankees getting in there and all those you know and the Cardinals and stuff. We can get some new blood in there, like the Rays, like the like the Braves, seeing these up and coming uh, teams like the Padres. You know, Padres, Braves, World uh, NLCS. Anyone I mean, with the Dodgers? What you're saying? Pretty much. Uh, but the Padres have to win three straight. Well, I know the Padres have to win three straight, and that's probably going to be impossible. But a Padres Brave NLCS, Braves fans will probably hate it because uh, their pitching situation and Slam Diego. But I think a lot of people will like it just for the, the new blood and the new talent. Um, but that, and then LA San Diego, which came down to the wire last night. Uh, Dodgers had two outs. Joe Kelly on the mound. He walks Tatis and Machado. Bases loaded, and he finally gets a strikeout. Oh no, he got a ground out the first. Uh, so the Dodgers escape against the Padres, and the Padres honestly, it, it might be over for them. They just had one too many uh, injuries and situations where uh, I, I don't think they'll be able to escape the Dodgers. Anything on the MLB playoff baseball side? Mm. I mean, I feel like it would be a very brave thing to do to lose three straight. 
No I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. I believe can all, let's see, Houston, Tampa all Bay, the series Brave. Yeah, all, all, yeah, we could have the NFCS and ALCS uh, completed by the end of tonight, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. Um, I think we'll have the NLCS locked up because, I mean, I think the Dodgers are going to win their the third game, and I think the Braves are going to win the third game. But the AL is a bit of a mystery because even though the – I mean, Houston and the Rays are both up 2-1, but, I mean, it's Houston and hey. – I think, yeah, I think the Rays and the Yankees are probably the most explosive teams in baseball. Um, they can take a game that isn't competitive at all and tie it in, in a single inning just because they both have – the ability to get on base and get home runs so effectively. I think we saw that in game two with Tampa looking like they're about to cruise to a victory um, up up seven to four, and then the Yankees bring the winning run to the plate. So when you have when you have a two teams with such powerful offenses like the Yankees and the Rays, I think that entire series is going to be on a razor's edge, especially if both of these teams get deeper and deeper into their pen. Uh, I'll go on a limb. With no information to back me up whatsoever, I will say that no series will be clinched today. Everybody with their back against the wall will win. So that means give me an A's win, Yankees win, Marlins win, and Padres win today. I think the likelihood of that happening is just because I mean, something's got to give, right? Hey, it's 2020, which means I could just use that excuse to say it's going to happen. That's that's a fair point. See? Anything else on MLB playoffs? Amanda, do you have to go yet? Yeah, I gotta head out. Alright, so Amanda, thank you for joining us on the show. Make sure to fill out your NFL pick'em and your college football pick'em. Right? I did. Uh, because, I didn't tell this to any of the guys, if you are to win one of those two, and by win, you have the best record out of everybody that participates, you get to have the opportunity to make one of us uh, commit a dare live on the show. That's what Celebrity Pickle is all about. Yeah. I want Jack to drink a bottle of hot sauce. Like what they did on the... You remember they would do those? At the oh, gosh. <laughs> so, if Amanda oh, is to win Pick'em in either category by getting the most wins or tie for the most wins, she does get a free dare. That's what our Celebrity Pick'em gets to do each and every week. So, fun. that's fun. All right, Amanda, thank you for joining us on the show. Hopefully you have a wonderful day. Alex Davis, wake up a little bit. I'm, I'm, wake up. I'm awake. The, yeah, Alex is awake. Right. Davis is slowly No promises, Amanda. Yeah. You just chugged the whole thing of, like, not a whole thing, but some lemonade. It was a little, it was a little tart. So, I mean, I'm feeling that. <laughs> a little tart. Go to KFC and get a half gallon of something. Some Pepsi, yeah. Jack, what the hell? Not Dr. Pepper. All right. The female is gone. Now it's time to get crazy. I have a question. Yes. Where are these pickums at? You didn't send them in the email. What? They're in the email. Oh. You oh. know the count cal- the calendar invite that you know pops up every fifteen minutes before the show. They're now in there. I put them for easy access. Uh huh. But before we get to pick them, let's go over to the NBA Finals Game Five. That's tomorrow. It's do or die for the Miami Heat. As there, there's the possibility that the Lakers will be crowned NBA champions by the time the week ends. Uh, I guess my question becomes, we don't know if Drogic is ready. 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play yet. We probably won't know that until Friday. But uh, what do the Heat need to do to win game five? They got to pull out all Just the stops. Like last game. Just stop Jimmy Bella from scoring 40 points. That's it. I mean, okay, so obviously the Lakers made a big adjustment with putting Anthony Davis on Jimmy Butler. Rumor has it that Anthony Davis asked for that assignment specifically because he was tired of watching the rest of the guards on that team just, you know, run around with their heads cut off, which is what they've essentially done for most of the playoffs. So the Heat definitely need to make an adjustment to that. I'm not sure what you do in order to stop. I mean, just run a lot more pick and rolls maybe to to get Anthony Davis to switch, but – Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, I, like I, I think that that's the key because – but, again, they've just got to play a perfect game. And even then, I mean, they I don't think they're going to win three straight. I think the series is a wrap. I think – yeah, I don't know. I mean – I mean, at this point, we're just trying to figure out whether our prediction of Lakers and five is correct or not. I think it's going to be correct. I really don't think the Heat's in. I think this this game, I think honestly it could be a blot. It'll just be a coronation. Anthony Davis gets his first ring. Rondo gets more rings than all the Celtics' big three. Um, well, except Ray Allen. So I guess just Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Um, let's see what else. I mean, I think it very much is going to just feel like, oh, the Lakers. And, you know, this is what – we expected to happen. It was a matter of time for the Lakers to win a championship. The fact that they didn't last year was kind of just funny, but now this is the reality of it. And I mean, on to next year. On to next year to bigger and better empires to be built as the Lakers look to repeat. Uh, Miami, which uh, NBA execs, there was a story that came out the other day saying NBA execs are saying that Miami is the hot spot now in the East or at least in the NBA in general, but the East as well, that uh, maybe Miami's going to take uh, Toronto's spot on top of the East, along with Milwaukee. Who knows? But, well, uh, Pascal Siakam can't figure out how to score in the playoffs. Toronto's spot is going to be taken by somebody. So, I mean, maybe the 76ers make a, a bounce back. Who knows? <laughs> Who they uh, hire as their coach? They hired uh, Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah, no, then no, no. Not going by Doc anymore, he said. He's not. What's he going by then, Doctor? What his real name is, whatever it is. Really? His real name is not Doc. Well, I mean, I know that. Okay, I don't care what his. I mean, uh, he's, he's Doc Rivers to me because there's only one Doc in the 76ers. I mean, I mean okay. Doctor J. Okay, 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 okay. I can respect that. I can respect ah, Glenn. That. Ah, Glenn. I mean, I'm still gonna call him Doc Rivers, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Glenn Rivers, that dude. Mediocre coach, that dude. I mean, it's just. I mean, at this point, I think just him being hired as the Sixers coach, it's like like perfectly like hopeless. Like, the Sixers are never going to amount to really anything, I don't think. Like, they'll make the playoffs, they'll win their division once in a while, but I really don't think they're going to ever do anything just because. We've seen Doc Rivers not able to win unless his team is stacked to the very top. And even then, he only won one championship with them and didn't even make the finals to defend his title. So that's just my personal take on it. Because, again, I mean, the Lob City era, the Clippers, they didn't even make the Western Conference Finals. Rest in peace, Lob City. 
I mean, okay, but even that, like, what what is it with everybody's like, oh, Lobsy was this great era? They were a painfully average Western Conference team that were riddled by injuries. That's the main reason they didn't make it to the WCF. Yeah, but they also just weren't good enough anyway. I think they were good enough. They had a talent, it was just a bad injury timing. They're like the, uh, um, they're like the San Diego Chargers of uh, basketball. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers had so many good rosters that got riddled by injuries in the last couple of years of Philip Rivers' tenure there. It was amazing how many times I saw Hunter Henry on IR. That dude cannot stay healthy. They just refused to actually win games in the playoffs. We all know the legend of the 2010 Chargers who were number one in offense and defense and missed the playoffs. Exactly. Their special team was so cheeks. I mean, yes, their special team was cheeks, but... So, yeah. eight and seven? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Anything else on the NBA Finals before we get into, at first, NFL pick them? NBA final game of the season. Is going to lose? Lakers got it. I mean, the Lakers do have it. I mean, at this point, it's just kind of... It's just kind of there you go. It's just kind of the narrative was written. The Heat are just a victim of it. I'm sorry, Heat. I wish it was there too. Yeah, I mean, when when Hollywood writes a script, it's already finished. We're just playing it out. This how is... can you how can you lose to a team with a Kobe patch? Mamba forever, I guess. That'd be a bad look. I you mean... know what? I'll let the Lakers have this one if it means Mamba forever. So, LeBron, Anthony Davis, the squad, his meme team is uh, looking to close up the NBA Finals and end this season. This season that, that which has lasted forever at this point. Just looking to end it so we can get on to, to yeah, next yeah, season. Almost the calendar year of NBA. So, this long NBA season is uh, almost over. I think everybody's just ready to... When did they get out NBA awards? When did they give out NBA awards? Well, they they've been giving out the uh, season awards already. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like uh, finals MVP, I mean that's gonna be after game game five. Let's be honest, it's, it's gonna be after game five they announce that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be LeBron. Oh. Um, so we're we ready for NFL pick'em. Let's do it. For me, let's do it. All right, here we go. First game up is Thursday night football. It's Tampa Bay and Nick Foles and the Bears. Bucks. Davis. Let's go Buccaneers. Jack. Bucks by 18. 18. Nice. I'll, I'll go Buccaneers as well. Before we begin, I should give the updated NFL pick'em standings. Uh, Alex is in first place at Woo! 45 and 16. Davis is two games behind at 43 and 18. Uh, Bay, a game behind... Davis at 42 and 19. I'm in fourth at 41 and 20. Jack is at 40 and, uh, wait a minute. There's a odd number of games that I have. I'll figure that out later. Jack is at 40 and 20. Jacob is at 36 and 25. Oh yeah. Jack should be 41 and 20. Or yeah. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're tied. Well, let's look, let's look at his record here. Let's see. I'll just add up all his records from the weeks and figure out what his record is, and that's what it is. 
Uh, so obviously, uh, it's pretty much tightly packed in the in the top five. So we'll see if there's any movements. Uh, Forty and twenty one, Jared. One spot today. He said forty it. and twenty one. That's what yeah. it added up to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was just a. All right. And so now, uh, next game. This one is going to be a doozy of a game. Colts at the Browns. The Colts are a one-and-a-half-point favorite the last time I checked. Uh, As I mentioned before, the Colts have the NFL's number one defense. What does that mean against a good Browns team? Because obviously they're better than the Jets, and uh, they're better than the Vikings, and they're better than the uh, the Bears. Who knows? But uh, what will Phillip Rivers and company do against those Browns teams? Colts. Uh, we'll go Alex Davis and Jack. Uh, we'll go Alex Davis and me then Jack uh, on the pick So, Davis, you're next. You know, even though the Browns scored a lot of points last week and they have been looking better, you have been saying the Colts are the best defense and they have been playing decently, so I'm going to go with the Colts on this one, but not by much. Uh, I'll go the Colts by a slim margin as well because – can't I can't abandon them while they're doing good? They got they got to take over the AFC South. Yeah. All right. It's it's, it's literally theirs to lose at this point. Jack. I'll pick the Browns. Uh, I think their offense. I think the Colts won't be able to keep up. Here we go. A big game in the NFC South. Panthers, Falcons. This one is in Atlanta. Alex. Well, the Panthers be the first victims to the Falcons no I mean (laughs) the Falcons have shown a clear lack of ability to win football games either they just lose the lead that they get or they can't get a lead at all and the Panthers are red hot right now and Bridgewater's finally finding his groove getting rid of Cam and keeping Bridgewater is looking like a better move by the day I will say bold and I think if they had Christian McCaffrey, this would be even more of a wrap, but I'm still picking the Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey should be coming back relatively soon, like two or three weeks maybe he has left on an injury like that. I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up with CMC. But uh, Davis, Panthers, Falcons. Uh, I'm going with the Panthers just because the Falcons are terrible and the Panthers are playing really good. I mean, there's not really much. I'm going to go too much into it. Uh, I'll go Panthers as well, Jack. Frightened at the prospect of this game, Jared. I don't. I don't want the Panthers to be the first one to lose to the Falcons. But two-game winning streak. I picked the Panthers to win both these past weeks when their backs were against the wall. No one gave them a chance. And now that everyone's picking the Panthers, I'm kind of worried they're going to blow it. But I'll take the Panthers. Eddie two gloves. Show, show Matty Ice what a real quarterback looks like. There we go. Uh, in a game that we don't know exactly what's going to happen, Bills Titans. This game is up in the air. Who's going to win? Uh, Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, or COVID nineteen? We will see. I mean, I'm picking the Bills both ways because if they actually play the game, the Bills will win. And if the game is postponed, the, the Titans should forfeit. So Bills will get the win anyway. Uh, Davis. Um, same thing here. Josh Allen's going to beat COVID and beat the Titans. Uh, same thing as well. Uh, NFL MVP, Josh Allen, is uh, ready to take the league by storm. Jack? Uh, 
I like the Bills. Gotcha. Good football. In the event of a forfeit, this game does not count. So even if the Bills win via forfeit, uh, it will not be a point to any of us, just so you know. Uh, Raiders, Chiefs. I should point out, these are two teams that have been put into COVID protocol of, 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 of making sure they're watching their tests very closely. And as of this morning, no additional positive tests have come from the Chiefs or the Raiders. So that is good. So as far as we know, this game will be played. Uh, Raiders, Chiefs, this one is in Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes, Carr, they're about to square off in a what should be a offensive uh, battle. Alex? I'll take the Chiefs on this one. I mean, you know, they're they're just too good at this point, and they find ways to win, even though the Raiders have been pretty decent this year. A lot better than last year, I would say. It's just can't go against the Chiefs. Davis? My star fantasy player is going to give me a dub this week. Harrison Butker is going to give me some decent points this week and beat the Raiders. I'm going Chiefs as well. Offense too dominant, and I have no reason to believe that the Raiders will be able to slow down Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Jack? I'm waiting to pull the plug on picking against the Chiefs one of these weeks because, frankly, I see a couple of holes in the Chiefs' offense. I think the Chargers and the Patriots were able to expose them. Unfortunately, I do not think it's the right week to pick against the Chiefs as the Raiders have a very soft secondary um, on top of a a very run-heavy offense. So I think the Chiefs' defense will step up in this one and limit the Raiders and be able to cruise to a pretty easy victory on the back applied and was there. The Chiefs by 10. In what's going to probably be one of the worst games of the weekend. Let me see if there's any other bad games. Uh, No, this is probably going to be the worst one. Cardinals, Jets. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals team has uh, struggled the past couple of weeks, but they get a break this week as they play the Jets. But do they actually get a break? Because they're playing at the Jets, which means that anybody could go down to any time. Yeah, the field. it means that the turf is going to try to kill them. So, Alex, who's going to win between the Cardinals, the Jets, or MetLife? Cardinals, but uh, in garbage time, Kyler Murray will tear his ACL on the field. Jesus. Oh Davis. <laughs> I'm taking the Cardinals, too, and I know Jimmy Hoffa haunts MetLife Stadium. I'm not sure about all that that Alex just said. I mean, y'all, y'all seen what happens. I mean, we, we, we've we seen the injuries on there. We know the NFL looked uh, – the NFL investigated the turf out there. Uh, it's not good. All I'm saying is, look, I if, have if grown up – If teams are scared to play there, there's a problem. I have grown up – Well, the only going to come in anyway, so it doesn't matter. I saw RG3's knee single-handedly destroyed by FedEx Field, so I'm I'm aware of what bad turf can do. Is that field grass? Yeah, it it was, which is why it was which is why it was bad because they couldn't proper. It was always just muddy and a mess, and he that's what cost him his knees. So, I so mean, honestly, preparing for the worst on this one. FedEx, FedEx Field, the graveyard for quarterbacks of the Washington Football Team. Indeed, rest in peace. Yep. Uh, Jack Cardinals Jets. I. Like the Cardinals a lot. Um, they ran into a pretty tough Carolina team last weekend, but I think it's a revenge game for them. It's a it's a tough tough traveling and playing it in New York at, at noon, or I guess that's 11 a.m. body clock for them. So tough 
for the Cardinals to get up in this one, but I, I like the Cardinals to be leading by three scores at halftime. Uh, look for Kyler Murray to get sacked by the grass like uh, Sam Darnold did on Thursday night. Bet. Also, just got an update. I have a COVID test scheduled for 8 a.m. on Saturday for the Auburn football game, so that's going to be fun. Congrats, Jared. I don't know what COVID test it is. I just hope it's not the the go up the nose one. I don't think I can handle that. When do you have to get to the studio for a 3 o'clock game? Uh, well, let's see. When do I have to be there? I have no idea. Uh, I just know that we have to get COVID tests before each game. Uh, our call time is 9 a.m. So I have to be there an hour earlier. It's 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. You hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's continue on to Pick'em. Oh, let me get back to my Pick'em. Eagles, Steelers, Carson Wentz. Looks to, I don't know. Carson Wentz is just going to do something. Uh, and Jalen Hurts comes in. Maybe. Maybe. Although, I think the last time I saw Jalen Hurts into the, in the ball game, he fumbled. So. Oh, never mind. Yeah. The Steelers uh, going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. Look, eventually we'll see Jalen Hurts anyway, because if, I, if, if that graphic was correct on Sunday Football, Carson Wentz's uh, quarterback rating is in the 60s, so... It, it, is, it, yeah. it, it can't it can't be good right now. Uh, Alex, who are you picking? Um, I got to go Steelers. I mean, the Eagles are such a mess. It And the Steelers, you know, they're getting consistent play by Ben Roethlisberger. And by that, I mean, you know, he's actually staying on the field. So that's, that's a step in the right direction for them after the last few years of whatever that has been. So I'm going to go Steelers. Davis. Steelers. I'm going Pittsburgh as well, especially that they are at home. Jack? I like the Steelers because of the injury sheet on the Eagles. Uh, I think they they, well, they dressed one wide receiver for practice uh, to prepare for that 49ers game. And I think one by default in that one, considering the poor play of, of uh, the 49ers quarterbacks and the fact that the 49ers are pretty banged up themselves. So, I think you have to give it to the Steelers on this one unless the Eagles get a breakout performance from one of their players. Here we go. Rams, Washington. This one is in FedEx Field. This one will have Kyle Allen at quarterback. It is Jared Goff, Kyle Allen, the, 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 the matchup we all wanted to see. Alex Smith backing up Kyle Allen. Uh, I don't know what the spread on this game is, but I can't imagine it's good. Seven, actually. You know what? That's actually pretty good for the for Washington. The, Ram, the Rams are not good this year. They only beat the Giants seventeen to nine, and the Giants are arguably the worst team in football. Yeah, know. but there was a brawl at the end of that game, so it made it all worth it. That yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. Um, all right, a couple things about this game. I can guarantee you, without a shadow of a doubt, that Alex Smith will not see the field because. This is against a defensive player of the year. And the last time he played against a defensive player of the year, J.J. Watts split his leg in 47 places. So Alex Smith will not see the field or the curse shall show up again. Um, I mean, I'm picking the Rams, but, you know, this game is really just about seeing what maybe – seeing if Haskins truly was the problem. You know, because if, if Washington comes out and scores 13 points, well then, we know. He wasn't. So that's what this game's about to me. Davis, how yeah, much crazy? 
You know, call me crazy. But I'm going to choose Washington. Ticket destroyed by the Rams. Oh, wow. You're funny. Yeah, you're going to actually, like, four scores or something. Really? Maybe three. The Rams are – you are aware that the Rams won 17-9 to against the Giants, correct? Yeah, but it scored 32 against one of the, the best defenses in the Bills. Team. All right. This is on the road, by the way. Not that that means anything. Well, that, since they're in L.A., it actually does mean something now, doesn't it? Uh, all I'm saying is, was that was that Rams Giants game in L.A. or was it in Meadowlands? It was uh, in L.A. Mm, yeah, they probably they probably play better on the road anyway. Uh, Actually, so they've scored 18 and a half points per game at home, but they've scored 35 points per game on the road. It's weird. Kyle Allen's about to. What the heck? How did that even? Davis, did you raise your hand? Is that why the the screen switched around? I'm on the bottom yeah, now, raise, and I don't like this. I, I did raise my hand. Okay, yes, you in the back. Alex is defending the red or the Washington football yeah, team. Yeah, watch your mouth. Sorry. <laughs> like, they're actually a good team, but just because they're leading their division doesn't mean that they're going to win this game. What? Time out. Okay. First, they're not, oh, win, they're, they're not leading the division, first oh, of all. They could was, be. They're, they're, they're once again, clearly you're too tired and you didn't pay attention to a single word I said. I said nothing on the fact that the Rams are not good. Now, I understand – this. Maybe maybe do I do I have to say it in slower sentences? Is that it? Sure. Alex, I do recall you saying, well, they were on the they were on the road, so only won seventeen to nine, so it's not gonna be so you're basically just kind of making excuses why Washington could win. And that That was Rams, about the Rams. You're saying the Rams weren't good, so you're like, well, Washington could win, basically. No, I'm saying the Rams aren't good, so the game will probably be close, which is why the spread is seven. You're gonna lose my three scores. All right. I'll put my hand down. All right, thank you. Thank you for putting your hand down. Uh, yeah, no, I'm picking Rams by a lot. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be close. I mean, Haskins is a say with me, Jared. He is Bum. a okay. Well, oh, sorry. I mean, they last <laughs> last week. They only lost thirty-one to seventeen. So, yeah, but last, what what what's happened before doesn't matter anymore. You have a different quarterback, a quarterback that I touted as MVP, and then he went on to lose how many games in a row? No, we won six. I mean, if anybody knows this quarterback that you're about to try it out there, it's Davis and Jack, because they witnessed it all last year. Yeah, and you're going to get freaking slapped unless he plays like his first four games with the Panthers, which I doubt he will. So, I don't know. Hang on for it. Bengals, Ravens, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Alex. Uh, Ravens. I mean, Joe Burrow's going to put up an effort again because that's that's what he does in his rookie year. Like he's the Bengals are going to, you know, they're going to look good on their way to like five and eleven. So hey, that's an improvement. Wait, five, ten, and one because they have a tie. Sorry, no, that's um, an improvement. No, it is. It is, but still, Ravens. Davis. You know, I think the Bengals are going to put up a valiant effort, but they are ultimately going to lose to the Ravens. Ravens. Ravens are just too much for them. I'm going to go Ravens as well. Jack? Ravens way too much. And a battle for the AFC South, I guess. Jaguars, Texans, the Texans under new management. J.J. Watt, new management. He now runs the plays. Alex? Um, it's a tough one if you think about it too hard. Texans are favored. 
the Jags have looked no that they they've looked good and they've looked awful. They somehow beat the Colts, then they lost to the Dolphins by 18. So, however, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Jags. The turmoil of the Texans' week will be a distraction, and I do not think they will win the game. Davis. Uh, Jaguars. I'm going to go Texans because I, if, if I'm to believe that Bill O'Brien was so hated by that team, now that they're free, right? Grandma, I'm free, right? They're going to ball out. So watch, watch the Texans unleash themselves in a game that uh, it's going to mean a lot to them. Jack? This is a revenge game for the Texans, not against the Jaguars, but against Bill O'Brien himself. They have to show that they can do without Bill O'Brien what Bill O'Brien couldn't do in the past five games for them. So big, big, uh, big win for the Texans here. Next game, Dolphins, Niners. As far as we know, according to Dan Flores, Tua is not starting this game because apparently that's been a discussion point at some point. It's Fitzpatrick versus whoever the 49ers are out there under center, pretty much. Alex. Um, it won't be Mullins because they benched him last week, so it'll be... Would it be the red-haired guy from last year or two years ago? Bathard. But this game is very difficult because, man, the Niners looked bad last week. But I'm going to have to pick the Niners anyway because the Niners are not the Dolphins, and a fitception is guaranteed, so... Davis? I'm taking the Dolphins because... They were keeping it close with the uh, Seahawks for the majority of the game last week, and the Seahawks are a much better team than the Niners. So I'm going to go Dolphins. Upset. Upset of the week. I'll go Dolphins as well. I think that uh, their peak is a lot higher than the 49ers right now. 49ers are just too banged up. I don't know what they're doing right now. Jack? Yeah, I would have picked the 49ers, except for the quarterback fiasco they had on um, on Monday night, or a Sunday night, rather. So I think they're dealing with a, with, a, with a quarterback situation that the Dolphins are not. Uh, they've got Fitzpatrick back there. He knows how to lead the team. And I am a bit inspired by their performance against the Seahawks this past weekend. So I think the Dolphins will win a close one against the 49ers just due to the sheer amount of uh, hindrance being put on the 49ers by this big injuries. Uh, I will say, according to at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter, uh, just some news coming through. There's been a lot of chatter in the NFL that they're going to make the Titans forfeit their game against That's the Bills as punishment. That's so watch out for that uh, coming. I mean, there's a decision. It's probably going to be either today or tomorrow about that situation. So keep an eye out for uh, a Titans forfeit if it does happen. Here's a big game that all of us are waiting for. Giants at the Cowboys. This was not Sunday Night Football, by the way. It's just an afternoon game. It is the Fox afternoon game. Hilarious. Alex, Giants-Cowboys. Um, Cowboys. Don't get me wrong, the Giants will score a lot, but the Giants will also allow a lot. And Daniel Jones will get sacked a bunch because his offensive line is the second worst in the NFL. Davis? I'm taking the Cowboys. Obviously, I'll also go to Cowboys as well. Jack? You got to take the boys in an ugly game here. 
Really ugly. Yep. Up next, Broncos, Patriots. Eesh. This is going to be a nasty game. I mean, Cam's not going to play, is he? As far as I know, he will not. In that case, they will start Stidham because Brian Hoyer, well, I mean, Stidham was pretty bad after that first touchdown, but I think they'll start Stidham, and I'm picking the Patriots just because, you know, I mean, it's one quarterback mess versus another, so. Davis? I'm taking the Patriots. I'll go Broncos. I think that, uh, I think the Patriots are in a little bit of disarray, especially because, I mean, first of all, we don't even know who they're going to throw out there. We assume Stidham because Hoyer was benched, but we don't know. Uh, If they do put Stidham out there, I don't think he'll do well. And at least from the Broncos' side, he has to play the Jets, but they they had a little bit of uh, offensive swagger. And like you mentioned the other day, Alex, I mean, although the Broncos are in disarray, they got Jerry Judy, they got Noah Fant, they got Phillip Lindsay, they got the weapons. Uh, the Patriots, well, honestly, uh, other than Rex Burkhead, I don't, I'm not sh- sure I can name anybody outside of him and Inkill Harry. So I know James White is out there as well. Um, so those are the three big guys that I can name for the Patriots. But, uh, Bad quarterback play will always take a team, and I believe that Stidham will bring that uh, for the Patriots. Jack? So, what year is it? 2015? This game's boring. I'll pick Patriots. By default, anyone can beat the Broncos right now. Uh, Vikings-Seahawks. That game is your Sunday night football matchup. Alex? Sunday night football matchup? Uh, yep. I'm going to go with the Seahawks just because this is a 4-0 team and Kirk Cousins does not do good in prime time and against good teams. He has never won a Monday night – wait, no, he's won one Monday night football game. But he's always terrible against good teams, so I'm going to say it again, Seahawks. Davis? Saying Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, I I think this is a no-brainer. Seahawks by a lot. Jack? Yeah, look for Kirk Cousins to get – Busted up and rattled, maybe throw a couple picks in this one. I think the Vikings will be out of it. And finally, Monday Night Football. This game right now will still be in New Orleans. There has been talk of the Saints moving to Indianapolis to play this game. But for right now, it looks like it will stay in New Orleans. Saints, Chargers, Monday Night Football. I'm going to go with the Saints. They've been a bit of a difficult team to evaluate this year, the loss to the Raiders and then the close loss to the Packers. But I just trust them more comparatively when you're looking at them versus the Chargers. But the Chargers are maybe the best one in three team in football right now. You know, they had the overtime yeah. loss to the Chiefs, five-point loss to the Panthers, touchdown loss to the Bucks after just a crazy Tom Brady comeback. Right. Chargers the only team to have slowed Kansas City down so far this year. Also true. Yeah, that's a very good point. But still, I mean, Saints at home, with or without fans, they're still always a good team at home. And I'm going to have to go with them. Davis? I'm going – even though the Chargers had a good outing last week, uh, or decent outing last week, Justin Herbert looked pretty good. I'm still going to go with the Saints because I don't really trust the Chargers yet. And Jack? Chargers in an upset. They had a chance to take down one of the Giants of football last weekend against Tom Brady ever so close. So they're going to get the same opportunity here, and I do not think they will squander it. Um, 
look for the defense to maybe get Drew Brees because um, he's still missing a lot of his key weapons on offense. And I think um, Justin Herbert will really show himself to be the next big thing in this game. Don't prove me wrong. I'll take the Saints begrudgingly only because uh, I think that uh, they're going to try to rebound after some pretty poor performances the last couple of weeks. Uh, that does it for NFL Pick'em. And I know for Jack that you need to head out before we get to college pick'em. All right, bye. All right, see you, Jack. But you do your college pick them. I will. All right. So that leaves us three. We've eliminated Jack and Amanda. So now we have free reign over like college football. Baseball. Say what now? Nothing. Why do you not have your headset on anymore? It's hard for me to hear you. Oh, sorry. Let me put it on. I took it off to get the lemonade. I'm going to put it back on. What? Muy bueno. Yes, muy bueno. All right, a river college football pick them. Wait, before while we're still in NFL, never mind. Actually, no, bring it up. I was gonna ask about my fantasy team who I should start. Bro, no, no, That's ask it I... now. I mean, we're here now. Okay. <clears throat> should I start? So, AJ Green's been pretty terrible for me, right? Last week he got one point three points for me. So should I start Hunter Henry in the flex with Mike Gusecki at tight end? And have Golden Tate. Should I start Golden Tate or AJ Green? Basically, who who does Golden Tate play this week? Dallas. Oh, that Dallas, that Dallas defense. Yeah, yeah, Golden Tate. But the start thing is, what if he just doesn't get? If what if he just doesn't get the targets? We well, have yeah, AJ Green's going to draw. Um, is going to draw. Uh, Humphreys in that defense. Yeah. Okay, then should I put AJ Green in the flex or leave Hunter Henry in the flex and Mike Gusecki at tight end? You start Tate. Uh, Hunter Henry is playing the Saints, who defense is on and off. Uh, who's who's Kiseki playing this week? Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, Hunter Henry him? tied in Kiseki into flex. Easy. Yeah, whatever. They're flipped. It doesn't matter. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Easy. That's right. an easy dub. Thank you, boys. Anything but AJ Green against the Baltimore defense. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. I'm playing Alex. I'm just kidding. I'm not playing Alex. That would. No, you're not. Uh, are we ready to move on to college football pick them? Yeah. All right, here we go. The first game, we're going to the Big 12. Kansas State at TCU. I'm going to go with TCU on this one because, you know, can't, each of them both have huge wins. Kansas State over Oklahoma and TCU over Texas. But TCU is more recent. They're a hotter team. And also, I think they looked better. You know, Oklahoma was very much getting in their own way. I.e. Spencer Rattler's like, no, I want to be the worst quarterback in the last five years for the Sooners. And that's what he did. So, I would, I'm going to go TCU. Yeah, TCU is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, I should say. They just uh, look better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kansas State's kind of the only reason why I feel like we're propping up Kansas State so much is was because of what they did to Oklahoma. That's pretty much it. That's what I was telling you is that I mean, oh, oh, it was very much Oklahoma getting in their own way, rather than Kansas State playing great football. Fair, Davis. I'm taking TCU as well. I'll go TCU as well. CFB pick'em standings. I'm in first place at 26 and 14. Davis is a game behind me at 25 and 15. Alex is a game behind him, along with J- uh, Jack and Bay at 24 and 16. 
and Jacob at 22 and 18. So there is a a log jam uh, in college football pick'em. So we'll, yep. we'll we'll see how it spreads out. Here's the big one: Alabama, number two Alabama at Ole Miss. We know that Alabama has some problems playing in the Grove. Does it continue with the lane train, Alex? Absolutely not. I at mean, all. look, Alabama's defense is not good, so I think Ole Miss will put up some points. But Ole Miss defense is worse, much worse, and Mac Jones has the most talented receiving core in college football. So, and Najee Harris at running back. I mean, I think that Alabama will win. I think the score could very easily be like fifty-two to thirty-one, or even fifty-nine thirty-one. Davis. Ole Miss can score, but they cannot defend. That's Alabama for sure. Like that's something that's really even a question, honestly. I'll go Alabama as well. Yeah, it's not really a question. More just I ran out of games to pick. Uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Even though, even though this, I mean, this is a stupid game. Kentucky's winless, but they're at home. They are favored by two points, but if you take out the home advantage, it's pretty much even at that point. Uh, but I mean, this is a Kentucky team that. If they didn't miss an extra point, they still might have gotten a win uh, last week. Wait, who did they play last week? Ole Miss. Ole Ole Miss, Miss. yeah, that's right. Uh, So, who do you take? A Mississippi State team that lost to Arkansas and gave them their first win in, what, 20 SEC games? Or Kentucky, who's played a – I don't know how you describe Auburn at this point, but they played Auburn close, and uh, they had uh, an exciting game against Ole Miss. Jared, when you did the Auburn thing, your eyebrows just went crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, can I just mention that my eyebrows are on point right now? I'm just saying. Okay, Jared. Um, They're on point. Look, you I, can't hate me for my eyebrows. They're, just, I, they're one of my I best I hate features. the player, I not the game. A lot of things, That's what I'm Jared. saying. Um, Alex? I am going to pick Mississippi State on this one because Kentucky did not look great defending the pass against Auburn. Because we were like, oh, the passing offense looks good. And then we saw what Georgia did. And, well, Mississippi State is pass first, ask questions later. So, I'm going to take Mississippi State. What about Kentucky? Oh, I'm sorry, not Kentucky. Oh, what about Davis? Davis, how are you feeling about this game? <laughs> I called you Kentucky. I'm sorry. I'm taking Mississippi State. I, I almost picked Kentucky. But after that game last week at Mississippi State, obviously he's beat LSU. I'm going to go Mississippi State. Here's my thing. I'd pick Mississippi State if they didn't lose to Arkansas. And there's no way you're going to convince me right now that Kentucky's defense is worse than what Arkansas puts out there. That's fair. There's, a, there's a reason why Arkansas lost how many SEC games in a row. There's a reason why they almost lost to Portland State last year. And Mississippi State lost to that team. So I don't care how good Mississippi State's offense is when it comes to passing. You lost to Arkansas. You lost all credibility. Get out my face, Kentucky. Next game, Texas Tech is heading to, oh no, what's that sound? The Cyclone has touched down. It's Ames, Iowa. And number 24, Iowa State in the black hole of college football. Alex. Um, This is tough, you know. Iowa it's, not, State, it's not tough. It's not tough. Well, Iowa State only beats teams they shouldn't beat and loses to teams they shouldn't lose to. But I'm going to hope that they break that trend and Matt Campbell gets the win to this Saturday. Davis? You know, I heard no light escapes a black hole. Texas Tech is not coming out of there. Wait, is it? No, they're not. Are they at Iowa State? Yes. They're not getting out of there alive. Ames, Iowa is the black hole of college football, as Jared is so fond of saying. It is. 
and it's true. Do you know if you get name, sucked into a name, black hole? What? If you get sucked into a black hole, the, the gravity's so strong, you get spaghettified. Do you know that? It stretches you so thin because it's so strong at the singularity. That's cool. At the event horizon. Name, like, all these things that I've said on this show before, Ames, Iowa, black hole culture ball, Joe Burrow, Heisman, winner, number one draft pick. I mean, true. what I Zip say liner. comes true. So keep that in mind. Just keep that There's in mind. There's probably a few things you've said that did not come true. Like what? Oh, I'm like that. You were going to win the extra point all-star game, Jared. There's a reason why that happened. There's a reason why that happened. And I blame, terrible general manager. They I blame, I blame Jacob Hillman for that. You blame Jacob? Yes. He was draining. He got that bang. What? He was hitting the threes from the logo. When Jacob broke the Hillman curse, everything flipped on its head. And we entered Bizarro World. That's how I explain everything from like the beginning of March on. I'm just saying. Virginia Tech, number 19 Virginia Tech, travels on the road to number 8 North Carolina in the second biggest game in the ACC that weekend. Alex. Virginia Tech out of players because of COVID. North Carolina building up to lose to Clemson by 40. I'm going to pick the Tar Heels. Davis has raised his hand once again. Davis, yes. I'm taking Virginia Tech. Did you raise your hand just to take Virginia Tech? Yes. Okay. Wow, Davis, that was a bad pick. Nice one. I'm going Virginia you Tech as with well. Get your gut, Alex. Get off my back. No, I'm going Virginia Tech as well. Yeah. Okay. What on UN- earth? UNC, the pretenders, bro. They ain't real. They almost lost Virginia to Boston College. They almost lost to Boston College. Virginia Tech is missing 21 players. And you know what? That doesn't matter. UNC pretenders alright the pretenders you lost you almost lost to BC BC's not bad this year but BC is worse than Virginia Tech is if you can't show up against BC you better hope Virginia Tech doesn't come to smoke Look, Virginia, Virginia right, Tech is here to play this will just give me uh, one oh, game geez. ahead of y'all this week good okay. Alex calm down you're two games behind me yeah <laughs> am I? Yes, you are. Yes, oh. you're one game behind me. So even if this turns out right, you're still probably going to be behind me. I mean, the only reason why I'm a game up on everybody is because I was the only person to pick Georgia. That's really the only reason why that is. Sorry, guys. Number 22, Texas and unranked Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. Alex. Um, I'm going to go Texas. I think... You know, Spencer Rattler's flaws are we're not a one-time thing. It's a clear problem, and I think Texas is going to exploit that. I also think Texas cannot afford to lose this game. Oklahoma can't either, but if Texas loses this game as well, I mean, this knocks both these teams out of major bowl contention, it seems. Yeah. Not, puts them very close to being out of that race. So Texas and and I think Tom Herman cannot afford to lose this game because this has been his quarterback – uh, Sam Ellinger for so many years that, you know, it, it feels very much like, a, you know, if Auburn goes like eight and four in Bo Nix's senior year, it's like, then what was the point? You know, like you're building up with this quarterback. You need to have success. You know what? You're... Think... No, continue. I'm sorry. I just think that Texas is the better team anyway. You know what? You're exactly right. Tom Herman cannot afford to lose this game. So he, he will. Give yeah. me Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah, no. give me Oklahoma. Make no mistake Horns about down. it. Horns down forever, but... I also picked Oklahoma, Jared. 
unless Matthew McConaughey lining up at under quarterback, I ain't picking him. Nope. Okay. There's only one time I'll ever say horns up. Just exactly. kidding. There's, no, there's never a time. I was going to say, say for Matthew McConaughey, but... Okay. Um, for Matthew McConaughey, I would. I do love Matthew right, McConaughey. Right. But... Number 21, Tennessee. Rocky Top is going to Athens to take on the Bulldogs of Georgia. Alex. Um, Georgia, I mean, Tennessee, again, they just don't have enough talent at the quarterback position. Garantano will be the new Kellen Mond of the SEC. Oh. People are like, oh, he'll be good eventually. He won't. Why do you curse him like that? Because I'm, t- I'm annoyed by everybody's love of Kellen Mond, and it's just spilling over. Wait, who has love for Kellen Mond? Because we all make fun of him on this show. Sports media does. Everybody, people just gravitate towards these players like, oh, they'll be good eventually. And it's like, no, they won't. Calm They're down, garbage. It's the same hey, thing happens hey, every hey, time. Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I, know, I know you didn't get stuff. yard yesterday, but it's okay. Shut up. Davis, 21 Tennessee for Georgia. Georgia by a mile. Yeah, Georgia at home, especially coming off a top 10 victory against Auburn. Whether that's a top 10 Auburn or not, it still gives them momentum going to this game against Tennessee. And uh, I'm pretty sure that somewhere in that Athens facility, they're replaying that Hail Mary over and over and over again, and they're probably upset. So, give me the Bulldogs. And a... In what I'm going to assume is going to be a weird game this week. Because for no apparent reason should this be close. For no apparent reason should this be a game at all. But number three, Florida travels to number 21, Texas A&M. And I'm getting this weird feeling in my stomach that something something's going to happen in this game. I don't know what it is. No. We're, we're going to enter the fourth quarter and for, and for whatever reason these teams are going to be tied. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm just... I, I understand that feeling about some games, but... Like, Florida's offense is too good, and Texas A&M is too bad at Kyle Field. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Florida's defense is not good. Kellen Mond could actually look like a decent quarterback in this game, but Florida will still win by, like, two touchdowns. Davis, Florida? Yes, let's go Gators. I'll go Florida – as well, although I think this game's gonna be a lot closer than what people think. I hope it isn't. Actually, you know what? It'll be an exciting game. So maybe, maybe, maybe why not? As long as they put on the jumbotron in the stadium, it'll be worth it. The boys come home to play. Arkansas travels at Jordan Hare to take on the number thirteen Auburn Tigers. Alex, Auburn should win. Auburn should win big. They'll win, but I don't think they'll win big. Davis. I'm taking Auburn. I'll take Auburn as well. Gus Malzahn has a hate for Arkansas that no man will ever understand or witness until uh, the rapture happens. But I've Gus- seen, I, was, I saw the numbers yesterday. Hold on, let me, let me just look at these uh, numbers real quick. Um, so since Malzahn has come to Arkansas, they have scored a whole total of 319 points or 46 points per game against Arkansas. He uh, he hates Arkansas. He loves yeah. running up the score on them. Yeah. And finally, the extra point game of the week to end the show. Most because David has to go do calisthenics in about three minutes. Number seven, Miami. And number one, Clemson. Square off. Alex, give me your pick. Give me a score. 
All right, so Miami is Texas. They are both not back. I'm taking Clemson by 30 points. Davis. I'm also taking Clemson. Uh, it'll be 34 to 13. I'd pick the upset, but I like to stay number one in the pick-up standings. I'll take Clemson, but it's a lot closer. Give me a 34-20 to 20 victory for the Tigers wow. and Clemson. I don't believe that 14-point spread thing. I, I think Miami can come out firing if they can. But, I mean, they can't. Hey, believe in the Hurricanes. I don't. That does it for the extra point today, this beautiful Thursday Thank you, Alex and Davis, for joining me on the show. It's been a lot of fun this week. Now we get ready for this weekend. Auburn football this weekend. Let's go Bravos. MLB, Lakers in five. Gentlemen sweep. And we'll end the show there and then. So, for Amanda Warren and Jack Hart, along with Alex Houston and Davis Carroll, I'm Jared saying Thank you so much for watching and listening to Extra Point here on WGL 91.1 and WGLFM.com.